Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listen to me. Because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis, what is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. Fifty years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote, you got it, but the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day. And we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself. With a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubs us good on one side and kicks us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I close. Excuse me. I think I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar that has continued to promise but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them. Look to God. Look to yourself. Break your covenant with hell and death. Then make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be free can be freed by this.
the Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Good evening and welcome to the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Um, quite a bit to cover, quite a bit has happened since my last show, since my last airtime. Um, to call in, 929-477-2867 is the number I can be reached. If you simply have a disagreement or an agreement or any comment, any any and all comments are welcome. But um, where are we here? And how much more evidence should we put together or should be accumulated? that says this man sitting in the Oval Office is a traitor. You know, if you Google the word traitor, it talks about wartime. Um, this is a wartime. This is simply betrayal, a violation of the oath of his office. Uh, giving aid and comfort to the enemy, aiding and abetting. And the Constitution, and I saw it, but I can't, I can't quote the article. And any president who is a traitor, everybody goes. The vice president, his entire cabinet, everybody must leave. The damning evidence of the Russian involvement the damning evidence of foreign money funneled to a presidential campaigner and down ballot campaigns by the Russian oligarchs, by the Saudis, however they could funnel it, they did. And this is what Citizens United, this should be the drumbeat of why Citizens United must go. Why Citizens United must be ended. However, because so many people were mind-hacked, skeptical of Hillary, were unwilling to accept the lesser of two evils. And that's all it was, plain and simple, the lesser of two evils. But I bet you'll settle for that evil now. My observation of this entire scenario, I had a gentleman mention and tell me that, uh, hey, I had a person mention and tell me that um, regardless to what I say or what my comments were, I'm not going to knock him off his critical thought, and I've never tried to knock him from his critical thought or anything to that 
And I just want to say this. Don't allow political reality to become the enemy of critical thought. You can have critical thought. I guess. But, Jesus, what are we talking about here? Right now, the most impending danger to us right now is this man sitting in the White House and his relationship with a foreign entity, an adversary, and his, we won't let anybody into the meeting, and I'll come out and tell you what was said in the meeting, as if he had credibility. If he were a creditable president, if you could believe what he said, then that might fly. But even then, there are questions. People have questions. And I love it when people say, this Russian stuff, this Russian stuff. What Russian stuff? You mean the open treason that this so-called president is basically perpetrating? We can't sideline ourselves. We can't distract ourselves from what's going on. I've heard people tell me um, comedians' opinions don't matter. I've heard people tell me that real journalists' opinions don't matter. I've heard people sit up and talk about if you get Information, creditable information, truth from someone who has a questionable history, then somehow it should be dispelled as not creditable. That somehow it should be placed in the dustpan of fake news. If you can't stand with truth, how can you stand for the working class? How can you stand for the poor people and people of color? You have absolutely no out in this. I understand what the Federal Reserve did I understand how it came about. I understand the CIA and the FBI and the insidious and nefarious actions to our community. But right now, right now, that is the only thing that will save us from this clown in the White House. Oh, we can speak about People coming together and and marching. Who's going to make the laws? Who's going to pass the bills? It's going to be either a Democrat or a Republican. I don't see Jill Stein in any position of authority or elected office, not even down ballot, doing 
do I see people of her ilk? I won't even say party because they're not even a party. And I saw a post from Brother Otis where um, Brother Baraka, and I won't murder his first name, Jerumba, that Brother Baraka was very unapologetic about hooking his wagon up to Jill Stein's. Well, that's his call. I don't think any less of him, but I'll say this. He better check under the rug, and he better check all of the bells and whistles on that wagon train because, let's face it, her credibility is in question also. Not as much, but it's like, is that how you pronounce it? A Juma. A Juma. I might remember it. (laughs) I don't think so. But um, I would just hope the brother would um, come around and get his head around to uh, exactly calling this song exactly what it is. I've um, come across another story. Um, (laughs) The Ecuadorian... I guess he's a president, prime minister. He's the head of Ecuador. What the hell? And um, he visited London. And they've kind of come to an agreement. They're about to eject Julian Assange from the Ecuadorian embassy right into the waiting arms of the London police. So at some point, we have to understand, um, Julian Assange, I was on the fence. I was neither here nor there about Julian Assange. The same with um, Greenwald. However, since then, However, since then, uh, Julian Assange and Robert Greenwald, I have absolutely no use for the WikiLeaks and anything that they may have done that was good has fallen by the wayside for the things they have done that are not Politics is a rough a rough sport. So at some point you have to kind of pick your battles and your fights. This has absolutely everything to do with conspiring with a foreign entity at this point. WikiLeaks, Cambridge Analytica. 
Russian oligarchs, Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump, the Republican Party, all of it. All of it has to have a penalty and a price to be paid. I can think of no reason to not have them as enemy number one. And I can always get to enemies number two, three, and four. So we'll just have to bridge when we get to it. One of my mainstays is that we simply have to take charge of the Democratic Party, progressives, socialist Democrats. I'm not afraid of socialists. I'm not afraid of socialism. We are already living in socialism. How about the fire department, the police department? How about those socialist roads that we travel that everybody pays for? You see, these right-wingers only want a little socialism when it can help them. They, don't, they just want a little bit. And other than that, socialism is a bad word. And it's the Democrats' fault that it's a bad word because they've accepted the narrative that was put out. Let's say socialism. Let's say the liberals. Let's say affirmative action. Let's say race card. Let's demonize and vilify those words and expressions. And now let's add illegal immigrants. Let's add MS-13. Let's add code words and code signs like the white power sign. That's the okay sign that you see Trump do all the time. That's a symbol of white power. Continue down the whataboutism road. And if the House doesn't fall into Democratic hands after the November election, and you still won't get it until January, but right now the Republicans have on fast track the 2019 budget. That includes something to the effect of $4.5 trillion to what they call entitlement programs, entitlement programs. This is, these are the insurance programs that you've paid into all your working life, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. They are looking to cut it in a 10-year span by $4.5 trillion. Tell me about both sides. Tell me how the Democrats are no good. Tell me how the health care is no good. It was no good before the Affordable Care Act, and now the Affordable Care Act is being sabotaged. Tell me about 
a working wage that Democrats are for. Tell me about abortions. I don't like abortions. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have one. Many of the women I know don't like abortions. But they are for a woman's choice. It's her body. It's her call. So what has happened? I'll tell you what. Let's simply let's simply say if you don't if you don't call it like it is. If you have some problem with the way things are operating, you have a duty to do something about it. And I'm trying to do a million things here. You have, if you, if you hear a president say, "People, I am a traitor." Thank you. Okay. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> That's all you need to hear. And if you feel like this man in the White House, like I feel like it. More thought on that You are physically repulsive, <laughs> intellectually retarded, you're morally reprehensible, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. That we share, and I know um, I know my volume is so good. Uh, I have to go back to speaker until I can. This might cut me off, though. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. There you go. Here you go. I'm back to my Bluetooth. I can I can operate again, but um, I really I'm. I, I'm beyond the point of listening to history because I'm pretty much there. I'm pretty much, I know the history of the people who have run this country. I pretty much know the history of the people who a lot of people have no faith in. But just like I have no faith in quite a few people, I have less faith in Republicans. This is an opportunity. This is the time to get everybody out to vote to save the democracy. How about that? Try to save the democracy. And for Democrats. I didn't want to go through the list, but I will. You've had what? Let's see. Started out with Benghazi, or better yet, it started out with Obama wasn't a citizen. He didn't have a birth certificate. Then Benghazi rolled along. It was weapons. It was weapons being sold to uh, Mexico, to the, the people south of the border, 
that Bush started, but it became a huge Obama scandal. Um, they did some things with Eric Holder because they weren't getting the same type of treatment that they put on this FBI agent, only Holder was a little more insidious. When they, I don't know what if they censure him or whatever, whatever the hell they did. Holder, they held him in contempt because he wouldn't answer their questions the way they wanted their questions answered, and they just couldn't settle for the truth. And now you have Benghazi, you have the unmasking charge of Susan Rice. You have millions of people who voted. Illegals voted in California. That's why he couldn't win the popular vote. And on down the line, you have uh, Obama bugged my office at Trump Towers. Um, At every turn, you've had this shiny object shaken in front of the press. And they chase this shiny object like a soccer ball, like a lap dog chasing a chew toy, only to find out there's nothing. It is a bunch of nothing. And then you have a so-called president who doesn't talk. He's uh, He's a... He's a repeater. No collusion, no collusion. He, If he starts saying it once, I guarantee you he'll say it four more times. If he says, I've done nothing wrong, I guarantee you within a minute he'll say it four more times. It's simple. It is so simple because he's out reaching out to the most simple-minded. He talks in circles. He talks in repetitive jingles. But yet the press treats him as if he has credibility. I don't know that woman. I didn't sleep with that woman. Now we know he did. I didn't pay her off. I didn't know know nothing about it. But now we know he did. The lie count is over, what, 3,500 now? Europe gets 70% of its fuel needs from Russia. Why are we defending them? No. No. Germany gets 41% from solar. So that's another lie, partial lie, that is so easily debunked. Let's see. We have the Uranium One scandal on Hillary Clinton. Scandal after scandal after scandal that have come up empty. Now you have the FBI is dirty. The CIA is dirty. I happen to agree. The FBI is totally in the tank against Clinton. That's why Comey came out, because he was getting so much pressure from the rank and file. Rudy Giuliani, what a joke. Could Democrats possibly seize upon the things that are true? And what are the things that are true? Let me see here. How many times have you heard the man say, it's just a witch hunt? 
It's just a witch hunt. You say witch hunt how many times? But this witch hunt has turned up 12 Russian intel officers indicted for hacking the DNC to sabotage the 2016 elections. Indicted Viktor Neskov, Boris Antol, you know I'm not good with these words, Antonvo, A-N-T-O-N-O-V, spells a damn name like this, Dmitry Bowling. Or batting. The list itself. Yeah, you can start whistling to the list of the 12 Russians. Military. Paul Manafort, jailed for witness tampering. Guilty plea from Michael Flynn. Guilty plea from Papadopoulos. Guilty plea from Pinedo. And it continues. Alex Vander Swan. He's already served his 30 days in jail, and now he's out of here. Indicted Paul Manafort, Rick Gates. Who spells their goddamn name? Y-E-V-G-E-N-Y. I, okay. He's just another Russian, okay? Let me say Russia, Russia, Russia. They're just more Russians than you can. So, take me to a place where I saw that too, uh, Otis. The seven Republicans, six congressmen, and one female met with the Russians in Russia on the 4th of July. Now, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I'll do it for half of what they'll pay a professional to do it. And when I say a professional, um, I say a professional ad campaigner. I say a professional political who traffics in dirt. I'll do it for half of what you pay Let's see. Seven Republicans and six Republican congressmen go to Russia on the 4th of July to show and grovel at the heels of the Russian press. And what happened when they left? (laughs) They were made fun of. They were laughed at. They were basically played. So you got seven Republicans, six congressmen, who have listened to this man, this lying clown, this serial liar in the White House, who has convinced 35, 40% of the people that getting along with Russia is good. Let's see. He wants to bring them back into the G8. He wants to forget about the annexing of Crimea. Oh, that's Obama's fault. He let them. They were there, it's on their shores. It's either that or send hundreds of thousands of soldiers and military might in there to start World War Three. If you can't somehow debunk this liar's lies, 
maybe you can stand up for the truth. And I would just hope that if I can get a dime out of these people, I can create some scandals with the truth. It's not a scandal if it's the truth and it's coming to fruition. All of this stuff that Mueller is exposing right now, and I I heard this idea, and I'm going to repeat it because I repeated it yesterday. Donald Trump is inviting Vladimir Putin to the United States. Robert Mueller should indict him, indict Vladimir Putin for conspiracy against America, election tampering, the whole ball of wax. And watch Donald Trump scream. Donald Trump could get out from under it by issuing Putin a pardon which digs the grave deeper for him. It's not a difficult, it's not a bridge too far. It's not out in front of your skis. It's simply this. When you have all of the things that are not by chance, by chance, that are coming to fruition. And Mueller is, he's not, Mueller is not the, not the uh, 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 angel. Mueller is not the savior. Mueller is nothing more than a Republican with his own agenda. He was bad back then, but now he's not so bad because he's after the people that need to be taken down, period. America is on the line. Democracy is on the line. I will once again speak about Malcolm Nance and his book, The Hacking of Democracy. The Hacking of Democracy. There have been so many indictments and guilty pleas turned up. So many people have gone to jail, and there are so many people who will never see the inside of a courtroom. Over 100 criminal charges, conspiracy against the USA, two counts. Conspiracy of money laundering, two counts. Bank fraud, eight counts. Bank fraud conspiracy, 10 counts. Subscribing to false tax returns, 10 counts. Making false statements, six counts. Failure to file reports on foreign bank accounts, 14 counts. Unregistered agent of a foreign principal, two counts. False FARA statements, two counts. Subscribing to false tax returns, 10 counts. Assisting in preparation of false documents, five counts. Conspiracy to defraud the United States, 13 counts. Conspiracy to commit wire fraud, bank fraud, two counts. It goes on and on. Aggravated identity theft, 24 count. Witness tampering, obstruction of justice, conspiracy to obstruct justice. You know, as it says, that's a whole lot of witches there. That is a whole lot of witches. And I can only say, 
if you cannot stand with the truth, what will you stand for? You see, it's not good enough for only one side to lie. It's not good enough for only one side to not be held accountable for their speculation, hyperbole, hypotheticals. Call it what you will. The mere fact that if you can publish a scenario where you can point a finger at people like Nunes and Jim Jordan and Meadows, who are covering for a traitor. I said from day one, at his inauguration, there's always a no-fly zone, a certain number of miles. There should have been sky riders outside the fly zone riding the word traitor because that's exactly what he is. He's a traitor. That table should have been set. That narrative should have been pushed. He is a traitor. An illegitimately elected traitor. I saw a, a piece that uh, Brother Otis posted about uh, <laughs> about Amazon, and uh, they're about to be the first trillion dollar company, but they pay no taxes. Well, guess what? They're going to continue to pay no taxes. I don't see any Green Party taking taking over and pulling them back, all I can see, all I can foresee is possibly getting our hands around the throats of the Democrats and pulling them back to the left. If the House doesn't flip, it's over. It's over. If they don't flip the House, the damage that will be done will be irreversible. You can talk about third parties. You can talk about we should come together as a people. Zero. You got no chance. And I'll say it, and I'll continue to say it. I'll say it like this, and I'll say it again. Those of you who didn't want Hillary, how happy are you? You didn't get Hillary. You, you, got, you got what you wanted. But now you're also going to lose your democracy. You're going to lose. It's going to fall into the hands of the Russians, of the KGB. If you don't understand, I can't explain it to you. I simply have lost the appetite for the whataboutisms. I've lost the appetite for. People who don't understand urgency. And oh, yeah, this is an urgency. And the things that can be investigated. Investigate something. Something to do. And um, in line with the old something to do adage, I want to put this clip into motion. Uh, 929-477-2867. I want to put this clip into motion. And after this clip, 
Um, it has a part two, but I'll comment on this first part. Um, couldn't why couldn't Democrats be campaigning? They should be campaigning on this is what we'll do. This is what we can do. This is what they should be campaigning on. In March, the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI issued a joint alert this March 2018, announcing that Russian government cyber actors were targeting critical infrastructure in the U.S. Uh, this wasn't about Russia attacking our elections and political parties. Uh, th this alert from March was that the Russian government was using its hackers to target America's energy sector, our, quote, commercial facilities, and our nuclear sector. How about Congress hold hearings to investigate that? That seems like a serious thing, and that seems like something Congress could do right now if they were so inclined, if they wanted to help find a way out of this national security crisis we, we find ourselves in right now. And there's a whole bunch of super practical, super specific stuff Congress could do if they're looking for ideas. Here's another idea, free for nothing. Last month in Singapore, President Trump surprised everyone by announcing unilaterally that he had agreed to cancel joint U.S. military exercises between the U.S. military and our allies in South Korea. Now, this is not a concession that he traded North Korea. It's not like he got something from North Korea for that. This is just something he unilaterally offered. We later learned that not only had the president not consulted South Korea about the fact that he was going to make that announcement, he hadn't consulted the U.S. military about that before he made that announcement. We know from Wall Street Journal reporting several months ago that canceling, the canceling of U.S. military exercises with South Korea is something that President Trump was actually asked to do by another world leader. According to the Wall Street Journal, Vladimir Putin had asked President Trump to cancel those joint exercises last year in a one-on-one -on -one phone conversation. How about Congress holding hearings on that massive policy change and its national security implications and how that policy change came about? Who was consulted on it? How was the president advised? Where did that idea come from? Several days before that announcement from President Trump, the president again surprised everyone with his announcement that it's the new position of the U.S. government that the G7 should become the G8 again. They should invite Russia to be part of that group again. Never mind all the reasons why Russia was kicked out in the first place. Russia should be back in that international alliance now. That is something that would obviously suit Russia very well, but apparently, again, there's no indication that anybody else in the U.S. government was part of that decision or was consulted about it or even had noticed from the president that he was about to make that radical U-turn in U.S. policy and announce it publicly. That's a radical change in an important U.S. policy. How about holding congressional hearings on where that policy change came from? Right? Where did the president get that idea? How were other foreign policy and national security officials in our, in, gov in our government involved in that shock announcement? And if they weren't, why not? If Congress is feeling up to it, they might consider holding a hearing on why senior White House official Jared Kushner took a meeting during the presidential transition with the head of a sanctioned Russian bank who personally has a Russian intelligence background. The White House and that bank have given conflicting explanations as to why that meeting happened, so we don't really know why that meeting happened. I mean, that was a soon-to-be White House senior official meeting with a sanctioned Russian entity, and we don't know why. How about a hearing on that? I mean, yesterday, literally on the same day, the criminal complaint was unsealed against a Russian citizen who's accused of using the NRA as a conduit to influence U.S. political leaders on behalf of Russia. Literally on that same day, the Treasury Department and the Trump administration announced new rules that would allow the NRA to stop disclosing its donors 
to the IRS. Right? Amid these red-hot concerns and, and what appears to be open federal investigations into whether the NRA might have not just been used as a conduit for Russian influence, but potentially as a conduit for Russian money into the presidential election, on that same day we learned that a Russian spy was being criminally accused of having pulled that off, that's the day the Treasury Department announces, no, no, we no longer need to have any sort of window into what money is flowing through the NRA and where it came from. I mean, if Congress was looking for something constructive to do here, instead of sending sad tweets, they could set about stopping the Treasury from making that change. So, my question is this. Why not campaign on this is what we'll do? These are the investigations that we will open to get down to the bottom of the king rule, the monarchy that Mr. Trump wants to turn this country into. And why wouldn't Democrats campaign on this? 929-477-2867. Let me go to the phones. 757, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TrueForts Network. Hey, welcome back, man. You're going to have to work on your health to make sure I, don't, I get my fix every Saturday. I, I, I agree, but uh, I, I, look, there, there's just something. You. I'm trying to encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you. You're getting like the dope dealer, man. You get people hooked, then you want to want to take a break at the wrong time. That's some look, free drugs, okay? Look, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna waste a lot of your time. I'm just gonna say, I started on my Facebook page back in June of 2016 when Trump made the switch when Cruz jumped out, fell out of the race, and the Mercers put some money behind uh, Trump and forced him to put Bannon and Miller in. The first thing I did was do some research on why he put Stephen Miller in, and then I realized Stephen Miller with Sessions' <laughs> top aide in the Senate. And yeah. also, also Sessions lied openly about any contact with Russians until the pictures came out with him actually meeting with them. Now, I said all along that part of the problem with not being able to bring down Trump is too many other congressmen were involved. Janice just put something in the chat room, and, and it brought back another memory. The Speaker of the House was the one who distributed that money from the NRA to all the rest of the congressmen. That's Ryan. So he knew exactly what was going on with the NRA, and he knew where that money came from with the Russians. When you when you look at the this uh, the the congressman who had the Russian girlfriend, the redhead that they claim is so beautiful, I don't know how they how they come up to the beautiful, but uh, he ended up being linked to the South Carolina congressman who cheated on his wife and uh, lost. And now the, the governor, he was then governor, and now he's a senator. I can't call his name right off. Oh, um, the boy who, is, the boy on the uh, Appalachian Trail? Yes, yes. Now, With the Brazilian girlfriend? Yes, yeah, my point being, well, you're, you're basically working with a mafiosa. These people can't hold anybody accountable when they're all part and parcel of the whole thing. 
the truth is, if Mueller them were Mueller them were actually free of any wrongdoing in their past, they bring them all up on the RICO Act. If this were a gang of, of black congressmen, they already would have brought them down. But when you are working with people and all of them are crooked, you can't expect any justice. Well, on the RICO Act, let me put it like this. The RICO Act is the is DEFCON 5. That's, that's, your, that's your default. Because they're all guilty of money laundering, wire fraud. They're all guilty of that fraud. However, what you see with that Mueller is doing, he is basically piece and parceling out. He's basically giving them nowhere to turn. The what? funneling down the charges to, to to the states in Manafort's case. He's got nowhere to turn. Cohen, he's in state. He's a state charge. He will be a state indictment. He's got nowhere to turn. The and, the big fish are federal charges, and most of them are going to all cooperate. Go well, ahead. Here, here's, Alpha, here, basically what I'm saying to you is just like the local prosecutors and DA have discretion, Mueller is basically cherry-picking to keep from having to bring down the entire Congress. If they were forthright and truthful about what's going on, it would tear down at least the top 10 ranking Republicans and a few Democrats that are also involved in this. They knew exactly what what was going to happen. As a matter of fact, if you look at, at uh, David Johnstone that wrote the book, David K. Johnston, that, that right, wrote the book right, on the tax guy, yeah. Yeah, he made, he made it plain that back when Geithner was in charge of federal prosecution, he should have brought Trump down when he was working with casinos in Atlantic City. But they chose not to. You're absolutely right. You know why? Let me kind of finish, and then I'm going to get off and, and let you go to somebody else. He, he made it plain that a choice was made not to prosecute him, and part of that had to do with the same thing that Obama ended up doing in 2008. It would have brought down the financial centers. Too many banks were caught up in the branding of Trump. If they had brought them down, then the financial institutions would have also taken a hit. We've seen this same thing. I can remember in 1982 when I had personal contact with some key people in the savings and loan crisis in a project called Lake, Lake Dallas. I was a sub-foreman for that project when it first started. Through, through luck of the draw, I'd been tending bar. They found out I was in the knew some building trades, and they needed a minority for it. The guy talked me into it. The money was good, and I went out there with it. But while I was out there, I saw McCain, Keating, Neil Bush, and several other key players that end up getting out of that, that uh, savings and loan crisis scot-free when I knew doggone well they were key players in ripping off those savings and loans and flipping that land. And I learned then. When these people start prosecuting people, they cherry-pick, give the public the impression that they've done them justice, and the bottom line is the key players never go down. And that's what so we I'm, need I'm to reverse. Free you up. All right, Otis. Thank you, 
Thank you for your call. I'm just going to, are you listening, you're listening to the show online? I guess Otis is listening to the show online. But uh, he's right. He's right. But I'm right now. I'm talking about right now. I want to keep my attention on right now. The things that Matt Al just articulated are things that can be offered up in campaign ads. This is what we'll do. We'll investigate while one person made a decision to imperil our military national security by stopping the military exercises with South Korea. And if Vladimir Putin wanted that, why are you giving it to him? See, consciousness of guilt is a funny thing. You don't have to confess to it. All you have to do is be seen. Your actions basically focus us on consciousness of guilt. Every decision that he makes helps Russia. Every decision, the mere fact, and I got to tell you, I think I don't think this is close to being over. I don't think that this investigation is turning the corner. I think he has a long list of indictments waiting to drop. And I think sometime in September, they're going to fall. He will start. He will begin to drop them. It could even be sooner if... um, you get to uh, Roger Stone and Carter Page and and all of the pawns, all of the gestures, the side clowns. You have to follow the truth. He can cherry pick. He can do whatever he wants. But I guarantee you between the NRA and the money that's been funneled through the NRA down ballot to the Republicans, and even to the extent by which, uh, and I posted a link in the chat room when my show started. Now, I don't know if it's still there, but um, it's an article on BuzzFeed. Ah, hey, I still had it. I'll post it again. When you get an opportunity, I'll thank Janice Graham for picking this up out of BuzzFeed and because um, she basically made it quite clear as to what this was all about. The Russians have a toehold in the corrupt United States. The Russians have a toehold. The money is pouring in because of Citizens United. How about campaigning because the Russians are taking over, destroying our democracy with the help of Donald Trump? And if we don't get rid of Citizens United, it eventually will destroy our democracy. 
there's too much coincidental BS and not enough people willing to point the finger and call it out. It's that simple. It's, this is not rocket science. This has absolutely nothing to do at this point. Who's on what side? This has a difference. This has to do with who's right and who's wrong. Who's in and who's out. Who's an American and who's a traitor. Period. Right now, I I don't mince any words. It's the Trumpies that are the traitors. It's the Republicans who are traitors. But that's nothing new. Republicans have been traitors. For all of you history buffs, for all of you who like to go back through history, Andy, Nixon was a traitor. 22,000 Americans died needlessly in Vietnam because Richard Nixon wanted to become president. And he nixed the deal with Johnson, the South Vietnamese and North Vietnamese. Don't take this deal. I'll get a better one for you. And the South Koreans pulled out. And there was no deal, and 22,000 more Americans died. Do you think if we had credible journalists that that would have passed the smell test for the American people? Ronald Reagan, after the seizure of the employees at the embassy in Iran, Ronald Reagan cut a deal to hold them until he became president. And once he became president, he sold them missiles. Now, we're talking military armor and weapons to Iran. And on Inauguration Day, the day he was inaugurated, they released the embassy hostages. And they got their weaponry. And then Ronald Reagan went on to sell Guns for drugs to help the Contras in another battle. See, we've had our little fingers in every country and everybody's election and everybody's politics. Now it's being done to us. And Democrats don't like it, and I don't blame them. If you were going to do it, do it to both sides. Then it may not have raised so many red flags. Let's call the song exactly what it is. This isn't about whose side you're on. This is, an, this is about an impending catastrophe that is about to destroy our democracy. Malcolm Nance, his book, The Hacking of a Democracy. Vladimir Putin has got Donald Trump by the short hairs, and he's leading them around. How many lies will the media stand for? How many times will the media stand up and be vilified, stand there and just watch as he, is, as he vilifies them, calls them dishonest, calls them criminal? Everyone, CNN, MSNBC, each and every one of them.
should be writing negative shit about this man. And the enablers, the Jim Jordans. Remember now, now 100 people have said they were sexually sexually assaulted by the doctor at Ohio State. But Jim Jordan didn't know anything about it. First three people were liars. And they they paraded out their arrest history and all of the bad things that they've done to discredit them. Now there are 100 people. And you're going to tell me Jim Jordan knew nothing about it? Nothing? But yet he's one of the enablers. And the media conveniently won't point it out. CNN continues to bring on the Millers and the Cortezes, Jason, was it? The Jason whoever all of these surrogates are. And if you notice, um, the um, the the smooth liar, Kellyanne Conway, has basically been silent. She's been in the background. She's been nowhere to be seen or heard. This is getting very, very hot. They talk about Huckabee Sanders. See, if you don't think, if you think you've be, been attacked and vilified, and nobody's attacked you, nobody's physically done a damn thing to any of them. But that's not what Trump said. Trump accused Maxine Water of inciting violence, of all people. You know, at some point, whether we save this democracy or not, because I'm getting kind of long in the tooth to be doing this. And I don't think I'll be doing it too much longer. And it might come to a screeching halt. Uh, what's the day after the election? If they don't take the house back, I'm done. I'm done trying to convince people to stand up and do the right thing. I'm done trying to convince people who are what about isms who want to champion critical thought as if nobody else does? You're not the only person who can do critical thought. But don't let it be the enemy of political reality. No one is going to save you. The Democratic Party must be reformed and dragged back to the left. You cannot sit idly by and say, well, we're going to see. We've saw enough. We've seen enough. Don't please, please stop telling me about the IMF and the Federal Reserve and what they did back in and and what was it, 19-whatever. Talk about the impending danger now. And talk about whether or not you can somehow lend a hand in 
rehabilitating the Democratic Party because it needs more than just rehabilitation. I am convinced that had Nancy Pelosi not been looking forward and not behind as instructed by Barack Obama, had they done what Republicans do, they seize power and they jam their agenda through. That's right, Otis. Trump is about to take over the Federal Reserve. And then what do you think is going to happen? And there are going to be Democrats who agree with him because they're afraid to lose their seat. I'll tell you like this. Joe Manchin, Heidi Heitkamp, Donnelly of Indiana, if they go and vote for this Supreme Court nominee, they will lose their seat because Democrats will abandon them. And Republicans know it. But Republicans have convinced them that if you don't seem logical, if you don't seem reasonable, we will come out against you. They're going to come out against you anyway. So basically, these three Democratic senators are lame ducks. Because if they vote with Trump, they will lose their seat, period. And they will lose their seat to a Republican. And then the Republicans will have even more senators. But that's the long game. And they're not looking at the long game. They're too selfish. They're looking at holding on to their is holding on to their seat because let's face it when it's all said and done it's all about keeping your ass out of the fire the hell with anybody else nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven talk to me tell me about it Officials investigating the Kremlin interference in the 2016 presidential election are scrutinizing newly uncovered financial transactions between the Russian government and people or businesses inside the United States. They are funneling money to Russian-owned businesses. Records records exclusively reviewed by BuzzFeed also show years of Russian financial activity within the U.S. that bankers and federal law enforcement deem suspicious, raising concerns about the Kremlin's diplomatic diplomats operated here long before the 2016 election. Long game, people. They've been plotting this for some time. This has been in the works for some time. And only with the recent, since Barack Obama, have Republicans been open to Russian help and Russian interference. Once they found they had a useful idiot in Donald Trump. They were able to convince him to do their bidding. Over five years, the Russian Culture Center, an arm of the government that sponsors 
classes and performances and is based in Washington, D.C., sent 325000 in checks that banking officials flagged as suspicious. The amounts were not considered with normal payroll checks, and some transactions fell below the $10,000 threshold that triggers a notice to the U.S. government. The Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. sent more than $2.4 million to small home improvement companies controlled by Russian immigrants living not far from there between 2013 and 2017. That contract is various companies received about 600 such payments earmarked for construction jobs at Russian diplomatic compounds. Bankers told the Treasury they did not think those transactions were related to the election, but red flagged them because the business seemed too small to have carried out major work on the embassy and because the money was cashed quickly or wired to other accounts. Somebody call Captain Obvious because it gets more and more obvious. You're right, Otis. Claire McCaskill will cave too. She's going to lose her job. You see, so many Democrats are compromised. This is the equivalence of Putin having dirt on Trump. Republicans have the dirt on these Dinos, these Democrats in name only, the Claire McCaskills, Joe Manchins, Donnellys. They live in a red state, but they're afraid to stand up. They live in a red state, and they're going to lose their job, which will throw the Senate into a tighter grip in Republican hands. And it's not far-fetched. I can spin a few conspiracy theories and lies my damn self. 929-477-2867. Let me see here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 617, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Hi, Alpo. Good to have you back on the air tonight. Well, I can only say this. I want to apologize for my last show. I was uh, not in the mood, and I was not in my right mind. Having said that, I never touched that woman, okay? (laughs) I never met any Russians either. I don't like this talk about... Uh, what you're going to do after this election because um, I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not so people. confident. I'm, t- I'm not so confident, Alpha, that there's going to be a blue rave. Um, well. I think that uh, if the Democrats don't get, I mean, if the Democrats don't get their game together, there will be no no blue wave. They are well, how, way why is it behind the ball right now. 
why is it we're always talking about them getting their act together? Why is it we're always talking about black people wake up? Why is it we're always talking about people who don't seem to get it? That they have to be well, prodded, they have to be pushed. Like I said, I, 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 mean, I you, will know you, you after election day about, if I'm done. You, 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 you have to think about if you and I recognize the strength and the intensity of the propaganda machine that's going on in this country promulgated by the White House and the GOP, then you begin to understand why it falls on the ears of those, unlike you and me and Otis and India Declare and people who pay attention, people who analyze, people who critically think through these issues, people who think that this is important. Because I I hate that we dismiss the idea that most of the people who we need to make a move are so busy struggling. I give an example of 526 families in Cairo, Illinois, who tonight don't know where they're going to be living next year this time because their housing is being shut down by their government. And they are going to have to find a place to live, and most of them are black and brown, and they will have a housing voucher, but they will not find suitable housing in Cairo for two reasons. One, the insufficiency of the affordable housing stock and landlords who are willing to take Section 8 vouchers and the deliberate housing discrimination in that city that is so highly segregated um, by landlords and property owners. So these people are struggling, and they don't have time for, I mean, people tend to say, oh, that Trump, he's a terrible, terrible president. This is ridiculous. This is outlandish. But in the next second, they've got to figure out how they're going to, where they're going to live, how they're going to eat, how they're going to take their children to the dentist with decaying teeth. They've got to think about how am I going to buy my child's asthma medication. And I think it, I, I think that we do have to stop sometimes to think about the ways in which propaganda is so successful all across this country, especially for the people whose interest is at the core of all of this. So, um, you know, I think that when I say the Democratic Party better get on its game, we need to be having from, I mean, this should have started last year. It should have started at the time that, um this man was was elected 
we should be going into we should be going into poor communities and with some very very simple talking points and some very very simple answers helping people to unravel the kind of pressures that they face in terms of voter uh, violation voter uh, rights violations voter suppression and um and that being a simple answer for them i i think we also dismiss the idea of how the gop plays this employers are alerted in the south don't give your people time off to go vote so it's not an <laughs> it takes more than an hour to go vote you leave your job you go vote you come back that's more than an hour so one of the things that we've got to insist is that the party who says that they serve our interests the party who says that they want our support, they've got to be better strategically and tactically as to how they handle changing the direction of this ship. They've also got to be better in acknowledging what you just said, and that is that whatever democracy that they pursue portend that we have whatever whatever that democracy is they've got to understand that it's under attack but that's not why our call um and i want you to know that and i want to say this publicly i've said it a couple of times publicly but i want to say it how much i appreciate the common sense approach that you take to analyzing and raising these issues for your audience. You are very unique in the broadcast business because you one thing you take no prisoners and the other is that you see it through the eyes of the of you have a rare ability to see it and articulate it through the eyes of working people, working poor, and poor people, people who have no voice. And I defy anyone to say, well, anybody can talk. Black Lives Matter articulates for working people, but they do not see through the lenses of working people. And that makes a difference. And, and and I'm also saying that about the unions. The unions are always calling on their membership. But keep in mind, more and more of the large unions have gone red. They have gone dead to the to the Trump party. Because the people at the top are not connected to the working people that they represent. And someone has got to step in and be a voice 
to get the attention of unions where people are paying their union dues for certain reasons. But that's not what I called about. Can I talk about what I talk, called about? Oh, please, pray tell. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I I really called about that we can't be distracted by all of this with this illegitimate president. There is no doubt in my mind that he is a Russian asset, that every move that he makes at this point is under the direction of the president of Russia, Vladimir. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But what does it, where does it come from? I believe that Donald Trump, but for Putin, would not have run for president of the United States. He had too many vulnerabilities. He had too much baggage. And he also brought his children and his son-in-law into a light for which they would not have been exposed but for him running and being the president, the illegitimate president. I don't think it's about abortion. I don't think it's about any of that. I think all of this is rooted in the fact that Donald J. Trump laundered Russian money. I think the fact that President uh, Justice Kennedy is is standing down because the Russians have thing have are blackmailing him. It makes no sense otherwise. And they're blackmailing him because he has a son who would go to prison for laundering money into the United States through the Alpha Bank. This is the reason why, I mean, I I, I don't get it, Alpha, and maybe you can explain it to me, why anybody is surprised by the idea that Rex Tillerson was appointed by Vladimir Putin or that Jeff Sessions was appointed by Vladimir Putin, that Wilbur Ross was appointed by Vladimir Putin. I don't get why people are surprised about that. Well, (laughs) I'll tell you. Okay, you know, they play of the long game, and we sit back in the net and try to block it with no strategy whatsoever. It's not about Democrats getting their game together, because they never will. They're politicians. They're trying to hold on to their seats. When I understand people who speak in the whataboutisms, they're trying when to keep people their who push. try the what? They're trying to keep their ass out of prison. Do you understand that? That I mean, that's my. Oh, I understand. Mitch McConnell and, and 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 Paul Ryan and 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 um, uh, uh, Nunes and Wilbur Ross. They're all trying to keep their ass out of prison. 
Tillerson got got passed by the skin of his teeth. And nobody has heard from Jeff Sessions in three weeks. Now, I'll ask you. I'll ask you this. All of the issues that I've raised, all of the issues that you've raised, why is it so difficult to campaign on that? We'll get down to the bottom of this corruption. Why isn't it why is it difficult to say Ross, Mulvaney, all of them were Putin appointments dictated to Donald Trump and he had never met Rex Tillerson. He had never met him. So how well, is it he that he met Wilbur Ross because Wilbur Ross laundered the money right. to him. Um um, right. For his for a Trump property in Mexico, in California, and in Florida. Well, he when never met Wilbur Ross Rex was a Tillerson. co-director with a Russian oligarch at a bank in the Ukraine. Was it Ukraine? You don't have to it, convince uh, me. Okay, I, I don't I understand. care where it was. But 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 you say you say why aren't they? You know, Alpha, many years ago, back in the 1980s, I was a consultant for the Florida um, uh, Democratic um, uh, Party. Um, And one of the reasons is that they're the same. They're the same. They they have a soul, they have a soul mutual interests with those people who are in the GOP. It's almost like an old boys uh, a club where one group, of like. people decide, one group of people decide to be the, the good guys and the other group of people decide to be the bad guys, but they're all in the same club. You are convincing me more and more that I need to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm not to letting you. I'm hole. your boss, and and I tell you what to do. <laughs> oh, well, all the time bossing people around, I tell you. <laughs> you know, Janice, uh, I thank you for your compliment, but you said one thing, that these people don't have things in common. I have things in common with working. I have things in common with poor because I am poor. I have things in common with the people with no hope because my hope is fading. I have things in common with the people who need, the least and the last, the people who can't stand up on their own. The vouchers that you're talking about, the the situation you're talking about in Cairo, the people in Cairo who are about to lose their uh Roof over their head. I I have a I have a mean spirit in me. You want to ask them how many of you all voted? How many of you all did not could not see? And I, none of them could see what was coming down the pipeline. But you know, I always with this so-called Alpha, Negro you and I have had who this runs conversation. That. You and I have had this running conversation since we were at U.S. Uh, uh, Talk Network, and that is that. You're talking about people for which voting has never worked for them. 
It's never worked for me never either, but worked I vote. For them. But you don't understand. You have the luxury of saying, oh, well. But for people who are in struggle, they get to say, oh, well, only once in a lifetime. They I get agree. to, they, they, I mean, you're talking about we still have generations of young people who think that they cannot make a difference in their circumstances and those are the those are the people the 20 year olds and the and the, even the 30 year olds who are sitting on a corner in a white t-shirt with baggy jeans and a new pair of sneakers and that's all that they want in life because they have <laughs> determined that that's all they can get and it is our fault it is our fault. We don't have any voting academies. We don't have any history academies. We don't have any culture academies. I mean, we have to understand, I mean, one of the reasons that I stay in this is because we have to begin to understand each other. There are very few people, even in your neighborhood, Alpha, who have the sustainability that you have. How many people, and I'll ask you this, how many people do you think worked a job long enough to have retirement in the way that you did? From the time you worked for, um, what's the name of them people? Oh, Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. You worked, worked for, for Wonder Bread I from the time you were in high years. school. Yes. No, for 27 years I worked for them. I mean, I came out of high school and I managed uh, I managed a grocery department in a grocery store. And it was in the ilk in, in, in my community, the Woodlawn Organization. And they had a, a Hillman's Food Store, and I was the grocery manager there. After... Entering that job in 1969 as a sophomore in high school, who basically had absolutely no clue as to what I wanted to do. I became the manager. I had already um, been the collaborator with two children, and by 1971, I was married. I graduated high school in 71. I've been poor all my life. I had a mother you know, who worked. It's 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 really interesting. It's it's really interesting that there was something that happened, but it doesn't happen for very many people. I mean, when I was at MIT, I was in a class of thirty-four men, white men, well, two East Indians, and 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 that was all. And there was another black person who went into Sloan for four years after I left. I mean, so we have to begin to understand that we have to make more effort. And you are doing your part. We have to make more effort. 
I look at, um, and and I know I make this point every time I call your show, but I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I look at how people knock themselves out to hear the analysis and the commentary of Joy Reid and Dr. J- Jason Johnson, and I love I love them both. Uh, but they support MSNBC. They support Sirius Radio. But they will not support independent black uh, broadcasting and commentary. You think you got something to do with money? Well, I, I, I I'm not sure. Yeah, we like the we we like what's well, shiny. I, I, but what one of the my things point, you have to my also point is simply, we, they don't have this. Janice, you have a a duty. You realize that you have a duty. Most of these people, even a Joy Reid, who comes from where, Kenya, Ghana, where wherever she comes from, her father. She under. Her, okay, she understands what poor people go through. I understand what poor people go through. And I'll tell you like this. I realized a long time ago that if you don't stand up, they're going to just mow you down. And that's what no, I'm witnessing. Here, I'm witnessing it. Here is... Here is the point that I would like to make, Alpha, and I acknowledge what you're saying, and I absolutely agree, but here is the point. The point is that we have got uh, to ensure that we, that our ambition doesn't get in the way of of us being true collaborators in our own community. I am I have had to blast off a couple of people in the last 2 weeks when they have been asking me why are you so engaged in in this thing with Russia and Trump. It's because nothing will happen in this country to benefit our people to continue to do the building that we have to do to ensure that black people see equity in how they raise their families and how how they exercise their agency as citizens until we get rid of him. Exactly. There is no legitimate not just, government right. going on in this country right now. It's not just democracy under attack. It's our way of life, not America's way of life. Black people who are struggling, working class, people who don't know what it's like. It's our way of life right now. And we have fought for how many years? through Jim Crow, through slavery, how many years have we fought? And right now, if this house doesn't flip to Democratic, it's over. All of that is gone. And I'm sure you remember what I told, what I was constantly saying over and over again. I'm not voting for Hillary. I was voting for civil rights, voting rights, 
human rights, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Court. Security. Don't forget. Don't forget and the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. And if <laughs> Donald Trump becomes president, all of that is gone. Well, guess what? All of that is gone. You can't stop it. At this point, you, know, and, you can't and, stop and it because an, he rules. There's another, there's another game that's being played in the basement, and nobody has been given tickets. But while all this stuff on, the GOP is dismantling all entitlement programs for poor people and for the progression of the working class. Donald Trump has had one public uh, policy that is part of that, and that is the attack that he's making on the federal government, the workforce, and the unions that protect the workers in the federal government. They are cleaning house. They have made it easier to fire a federal employee, which was easy already. Um so I, I think we have to kind of balance between, you know, this balancing act, and it's exhausting. I put I, I, a, a letter of, on, my, on my web page today uh, from um, a, a man who was writing a letter to those who still give a damn. And it's very easy for working people, um, I'm not talking about poor people now, but for working people uh, to um, to not have compassion because they're struggling, to not wake up in these days and push against this predatory government that we have now, these predatory politicians and this toxic systems and human rights atrocities. It's very exhausting. So I think that we have to see the root and we and we have to have a list. You know, India always comes at the beginning of her show, she always talks about this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. She um, we've got to tell the stories. I love the way that Rachel Maddow tells the story, the backstory of the events. And so I, I think that you're going to have to stay with us because whether it, whatever happens in November... I think that we have to understand that there's something happening in the basement. There's something happening on the penthouse floor. And all the noise is happening in between. Um, We survived the Tea Party. We survived Newt Gingrich and his whatever it was, 
whatever that thing was that he had. Um, and 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 we will be able to weaken this Congress, but we can only do it through direct action. Like I don't hear anybody talking about uh, impeaching and how you impeach justices of the Supreme Court, our federal judges, or or district judges, prosecutors. I mean, what happened to those strategies when we started talking about the resistance? Well, we're too busy. Give my question we're today. Busy. We're, we're, we're too busy talking about, well, you know, um, the people who are getting the glory, the people who are getting the rewards, the people who are getting the awards, um, and, 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 and criticizing them rather than really talking about the things that we can do to try to hold on. I know you have some other callers and 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 I'm going to get off but I I I think that we have to keep our keep our we have to be sure we have to be confident that this is an illegitimate government this is an illegitimate president and that the party that is the majority right now they are people who really want to make America white again. So, you know, I mean, I, I published a list of all of the GOP um, people, in, people in, in, in the House and in the Senate who took Russian money. We should be insisting, our voices should not be dim, we should be insisting that they be impeached. That would be a nice talking point. And and that's why I'm asking, where are the Democrats? Well, they always because, are. They're hiding. Because at this point, Bernie, and, Bernie and if he comes up with a, a independent party, and any independent party is just simply going to be another fracture. That's unfortunate, exactly. but that's exactly. the reality. That's the truth. It's going to be another fracture. I got Otis in the chat room talking about black voters supporting Como over Nick over uh, Nixon, his challenger. That you know, I worked the kind of stuff I, that happens. Oh God, I worked for Andrew Cuomo for two years, and Andrew Cuomo is about as good a, a Republican as you can find. Thank you. Thank you, but they but he's in look, their long game has infiltrated the democratic progressive liberals. And now you have people who are basically Dinos who are that's that's part of their long game. Let's infest them with traitors to their beliefs, to their ideology. And but, that's you know, how part- we're being beaten over the head. Part of the We're problem being beaten over the head with nonsense. For, we sat for 25 years and we allowed 
black representatives who were incompetent. They didn't have a fucking, excuse me, a clue as to what was going on around them. But 25 years ago, neither did I. We wanted to beat uh, Cynthia, uh, oh, God, what's her name, Uh, McKinney over the head. McKinney, right. Yeah, because she was too radical. We allowed them to devour her. We allowed them to demonize and vilify Louis Farrakhan. We allowed them to demonize and vilify anyone who would speak up against white supremacy and their uh, establishment. That's right. And that's what they do. That's how they do it. At every turn. Right now... They vilified affirmative action. They vilified the race card. They vilified each and everything that basically liberals, progressives, socialism. They've demonized all of that. And when you st- when you start to, they took their time to demonize all. And once they did that, there was nowhere to turn. There is nowhere to turn. And, you know, earlier you were talking about my friend Ajimu Baraka, who I've known for a very long time. Um, Sorry. And people make mistakes. <laughs> okay. I, like I said, I'll say it at the end. I'm not mad at him. That I think he still is, you know, recover. You can recover. Yeah. I think but he what can John still recover. But doing- but what John Lewis is doing and what Elijah Cummings is doing and what some other people are doing are not mistakes. They're holding on to their seats. Right. And, and at their age, why? And, Thank you know, you. I have a group of, I have a group of friends I grew up with from the age of 13, from the, when I was in eighth grade. And that group of friends, as a matter of fact, I just spoke with four of them, three of them, yesterday for about an hour and a half. And we don't get together much, but when we talk or when we get together, it's the same. Nothing has changed. And all three of them work for the post office. And one of them just retired after 40-something years. He couldn't get no more money on his retirement, so he just went on and, and left. So he never would have. The other two are still at it because all they're doing is building up, and in no other job could they have advanced to the middle class other than a government job. And that's That's what black people understood. That's how black people came to, that's the vehicle, that's the train they took to the middle class. Why do you think Donald Trump is attacking the federal workforce? Well, why do you think the Republicans have attacked the federal workforce since before Donald Trump? They've been attacking the federal workforce for over a decade now, over a decade, longer than that. Uh, Ronald Reagan has started attacking the federal workforce, and no one stood up and said, wait a minute, this is how the middle class came to be. No one stood up and basically said, this is how unions came to be, and this is how you got paid holidays, paid vacation, 40-hour work weeks, health care. The, the poor health care that we've had. My health care used to be free. When I worked for Wonder Bread for 27 years, I had a 90-10. They paid 90% and I paid 10. And I paid nothing every month for that health care. 
and that so-called union, they held that to all the way up until I left, and I left in 2006. That's, and that's when I really left in 2006... I had thought about that. And when I left in 2006, they had started charging the employees $20-something, $29, something like that a month, yeah. and touted it as that's the least we could do. That's all we could do to hold this together. As they uh, watched the, what do they call the equity firms? They uh-huh. watched two equity firms buy up the company, borrow money on the company name, and then leave the company to rot and threaten the employees that if you don't give concessions, we've got to shut down. And they came for so many concessions, the baker says, the hell with you. And they shut it down. I was long gone. But no, they wouldn't heed my warning. I'm young. I'm calling the, the people who I used to be the union steward for. It was a Teamsters union. Those executive board members of the union had just survived an election that they won by 35 votes. 35, and I'm very convinced that that wasn't on up and up either. And, and you know, so that, came, while, that came from, um, if, you, if you begin to really research and read about uh, the grooming of the new financial uh, era and, and, and um, overseers, it came out of Harvard Business School. Yeah. People don't understand what think tanks do. Somebody ought to pull their coat to what things tanks, think tanks do. Mm-hmm. Think tanks erode the New Deals. Think tanks attack the civil rights, the human rights, the women's rights, the LGBTQTZRP, whatever the hell they are. See, I have no, I have no homophobia. See, only only Alpha would say that on the air. <laughs> oh, I only look at it like this: leave them damn people alone. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. So leave them damn people alone. Islamophobia, well, you know, the, the, the Islamophobes. I have nothing against them either. I have nothing against Muslims or their religion. I don't. I, I, I have to admit, I don't agree with uh, any religion. And when I say I don't agree with any religion, that doesn't mean I'm a heathen. Is that what they call it? I'm not. I'm a spiritual person, but I simply don't believe in accepting the Bible of our oppressor. Well, I know you the want Bible to spend some time. Just... I, I know you want to spend some time talking about this upcoming meeting with Putin coming to the U.S. and how that's no, going to be a, another private. You don't want to. <laughs> no, no, I don't because because it's a done deal. There's no one who's going to stand up to him. There's no one. They will allow this man to destroy this democracy under the tutelage. Of Vladimir Putin. Yes, they will. And Alpha, it's great talking he to you. I'm gonna let you. 
I know you have only a little time left, so actually you have seven minutes, uh, six minutes. Yes, you're right about that, and, and thank you. Thank you for calling, Janice. Uh, thank I'm, you for uh, your service to our community. Well, Great show. I'm not going to say that too much longer. You got to no film <laughs> All right, Janice, thanks a lot for calling. Ah, ah, that's the CEO of uh, True Fortune Network, the Honorable B.J. Miss Janice Graham. And I'm going to tell you all, you know, the history. I'm just a little ignorant po' boy from the projects of Chicago, Stateway Gardens, a high school educated nobody who basically stumbled into computers, stumbled into the political arena. What tweaked my interest in politics was the back and forth, the the fight. I've always been up for a fight. I've always been a thrower, a rock thrower. I throw bricks and I don't hide my hands. I knew why. You know it came from me. You know it came from that direction. If this does not change, if this does not flip, if and then I'm not too sure because it can flip and um, Nancy Pelosi will cave. Nancy Pelosi will cave and start talking about looking forward and not looking behind. They will start talking about things like, oh, we can, they won't even stand up to them. If Democrats take back the House and don't shut this government down, stop him from doing anything, stop everything, and simply make their case to the people that this is Putin's puppet. Hillary warned you about it. And now you can't seem to get your head around it. Everything he has done has been for Putin. He's about to lift all of these sanctions. And can someone explain to me right quick why the Deutsche Bank has never been sanctioned and basically kicked out of the United States for money laundering of drug cartels? Is it because all of the politicians are in it together? Oh, oh, I already know that. Donald Trump gets his money from the Deutsche Bank. The conflict of interest with the Supreme Court Justice Kennedy should be a talking point. Accusing Kennedy of the conflict of interest and his retirement so that Donald Trump could hire his law clerk should be a talking point. A talking point that if Democrats support them, you will not be supported in your re-election. Should be a talking point. It all needs to be a talking point. There has to come a day of reckoning. And that reckoning is about 100 days out. We can talk about it. We can whine about it. But everybody has to do something. Do something about it. Everybody sees the 
the person who's lowest on the totem pole, who has no idolatry to the voting system, who really doesn't know how to vote. I spoke about my childhood friends, and one thing that I couldn't get them to agree upon was their use of Facebook. None of them use Facebook. I told them I use Facebook to keep in touch with my 19 great-grandchildren, my 12 grandchildren, and keep up with some of the current events. All of this other foolishness, the dancing, the twerking, the, the black folks fighting, the black folks knocking out white folks, the white folks shooting black folks, I can do without that. I can do without that. Never allow, ever allow political reality to become the enemy of critical thought. And I'll continue to say, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Do something tangible. Do something that will help this cause. It's either blue wave or bust for me. And can I stand it? Not for very long, but I'll try. I guarantee you I'll try. I want to thank Janice for his for her call. I want to thank Otis for his call. And um at times I just want to know what's going on. Mom. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother. Simply call the sweet where I hang on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.